That's my favorite play. When I figure, when you like this, and I figure, yeah. Hey, it's BT with Tails from a Gemini. You know who I got? You know who I got? When you say run it back, we're running it back for the second time. Run it back, run it back. I got the 32nd African American Navy SEAL. Mr. Elite himself Man. and the owner of Dragonfly Fitness in Plainfield and who uh, trains me. And I felt so bad when I did that girl yesterday with holding the bag. Dang, bro. <laughs> Dang. But you teeped her against the bricks. <laughs> you see I that? I said, BT, dial it back. Just like I, I didn't know I was doing that to her. <laughs> and she kept going back into the, into the wall. I said, son. Dang. BT, can you? But level, level down one. But I ain't gonna lie, man. Hey, you know what? I must be doing well because you only had to correct my form like t- maybe twice. Hey, your form was on point. I, I ain't gonna lie, wasn't it? You just murdered her. Like wasn't it though? I, mm-hmm. I, 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 wasn't it? I mean, I hadn't been in there in about a month with my form not. You was nasty. With wasn't it, it though? You was nasty. Wasn't with it. it though? I was like, you know what? I'm, I might be ready to go. I'm already ready to go. Might be ready for a contract for the UFC. <laughs> 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 Let's not get into that. I got my man Kenny Bigby here. Yeah, Kenny Bigby, yeah, of yeah. course. Uh, one of the uh, Navy SEALs. And I, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. The, those two episodes that we did. Yeah. And now I knew they were fired when we did. As yeah. we were doing them, I go, this is golden. And the great thing about that is anybody that watched it, anybody that knows you, they don't have to know you. They knew by the way you talked and your conviction that, man, it was so organic and so from the heart and so inspirational that I was like, man, this is gold. We got to do it back. We ran it back. Then now we're going to run it back again because we were talking. I remember we talked and said, you know, you want to do it? We want to talk about this and that. And you want to talk about, and and I love this concept. You're talking about. Uh, the, the dynamics of teamwork yep. versus individualism, yep. and yep. and yep. and the the, the dopamine it secretes, and how yep. it, man, just you explain it, man. Yeah, man. So hopefully this episode. So first of all, it's an honor to be here with you. You're you're a, a crazy good host. I think you was you was just born for this. You uh, made the order for this. Thank you, brother. And hopefully on this episode we go from organic to orgasmic. <laughs> you feel me? Hope we do some shit like that today. <laughs> okay. But uh, yeah, <laughs> we got. We'll try. We'll see what we can do. Okay. Hit that okay. G spot. So, okay. uh, what would it? Er- erogenous zones. Erogenous right? zone. There you go. Yeah. Tactical testicles. You <laughs> right. You do your best work in the dark. Tactical testicles from made by a Navy Seal. Right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> anyway, but seriously. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna talk about individualism versus uh, interdependence, teamwork. Okay. And how we've lost sight of that, and and how that affects us. Uh, the difference be- between pleasure and happiness, pleasure and fulfillment, right? Those are two okay. different things. Are they? So we've conflated those things. We've combined them, but they're actually two different things. And we're going to talk about the, the the nerdy science of why your your biology is not set up to combine those things. They're actually two separate entities. So fulfillment and pleasure are two different things. Yep. So, no doubt. No so if doubt. you're having pleasure, aren't you fulfilled? In a sense, like okay, like if eating gives me pleasure, if yeah. I'm hungry and I and I smell some pizza, yeah, and yeah. oh, there's a pizza place, and yeah. I eat, aren't aren't I being fulfilled because I'm fulfilling my pleasure of eating pizza or just eating? All right, so we're gonna go straight into the nerdy shit right okay. here, right now. Okay, so you have you have incentives and reward system for survival, systems for survival. Right? Okay, so a long, long, long time ago, like uh, eons and millions uh, before the dawn of man, all that kind of stuff, right? Um, we were we were not apex predators, right? Okay. Now, what does apex predators mean? What's so apex? you you weren't you weren't on the top of the food chain. It was Siberian tigers and woolly mammoths. And you, you feel me? Yeah. So. And there was dinosaurs, right? You know, so that kind of thing. So we were not uh, apex predators. We're at the top of the food chain. Okay. So we we relatively we have uh, we're highly intelligent, but we're physically weak. So in order for us to to eat, say we wanted to to eat the woolly mammoth, in order to survive, we couldn't do that by ourselves. Okay. Because we weren't physically capable of, okay. of surviving or defending the Siberian tiger that was trying to eat us. All right. So we had to work together. As a team. As a team to okay. take down that big ass animal, yeah. right? Okay. Like right. 50 of us had to get this joint or none of us ate. Right. 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 Okay. Or this tiger was going to eat all of us yes. or we could come together and beat the tiger's ass. Okay. You feel me? Yeah. So um, in, in, in essence, you have... Uh, two sets, kind of two sides of the coin of hormones that that help us increase survivability. So you have one side that is individual hormones. So you get rewards for doing an individual thing. And you have another side of the coin, that another set of hormones that gives you rewards for doing a team thing. 
which was essential for us because we wouldn't have survived. To survive, okay. Right? Okay. okay. So pleasure, so let's let's break down the the the, the two individual hormones and, and why happiness and fulfillment are separate within us, right? Okay. That's what we're talking about. Exactly. So dopamine, you see a goal that's essential for your survival. Okay. Like food, like you said. Yes. I want, what, what, well, why do you get all excited when you smell the food and start salivating? Pavlog's dogs, right? Because right. you're hungry and I need to eat to survive, right? right? So now you get real hungry. So the dopamine rises when you smell the burger because you're like, I'm closer to my goal. Right. So dopamine is incentivizing you to go eat so that you survive. So that's why you get excited. So you feel positive emotions. So the reward system's giving you a reward to go move towards that. Okay. So that you can survive. Okay. Right? So when you see this sexy ass motherfucking, like, oh my God, and get all, I think I'm in love, right? You get all excited and you go talk to her because you get that emotion so that you can procreate so that you can survive. You feel me? Right. Okay. But that's an individual thing. I want the hamburger. I need to eat it to survive. Now, when you get the dopamine rush, right, and you're moving toward it, the closer you move toward it, you keep getting these surges of dopamine. But the problem is whenever you, you start to pursue a goal, um, there's a cost. So imagine a cheetah on the Sahara. And he's like, oh, I'm about to eat that thing right there. He only has so many times to do that before he exhausts his fuel source and he, he can't hunt anymore. So, so you kind of say it, it envelope like uh, evades him, yep. and he can't catch him like once or twice. Like, oh damn it! I'm, yep, he's just on, forget it. He's only got so many times, and he's, he runs out of fuel. So that's why when you're exercising, right, you feel that pain. So the the body's always monitoring. Hey, the 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 risk to reward ratio. Like okay. I have to go do that because I need to eat. But if I overextend myself, so if you spend too much money, you're gonna be bankrupt. Now I can't buy nothing, but I need to buy this so I can flip it over to make more money. Okay, so it's always weighing that. So. So it's like, hey, I need to go get that. But you start feeling pain, and that's your body saying, hey, bro, we're starting to use up fuel source. We need to be careful. There's a, there's a, there's a, uh, a risk to that. Okay. You can, you can lose. So you, you're going to feel pain because you're, you're expending energy. You're expending emotional resource, right? So then endorphins, the high you get from a workout, yes. that's what masks the pain of you pursuing that object. So that's why. So if, I, if that cheetah's running <laughs> and the lungs start burning because right. the body's saying, hey, bro. We, we, we run a low, starting to hurt. Slow down, go sit your ass down. You ain't gonna catch this one. And the cheetah's like right within reach and it's like, now nah, I gotta go a little more. I almost got it. It's like, right. nah, bro. Part of the system's like, bro, the risk is too high. Sit your ass down. The other part's saying, keep going, keep going, keep going. The part that allows you to keep going is the endorphins. It lets you mask the pain that you're feeling. That's saying, go sit the hell down. Stop what you're doing. This is too much of a risk, and it makes you put. It allows you to push through it. Okay. So, so the dopamine says go get it. The endorphins allow you to push through the 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 adversity in order to get it. Now, where's where's the adrenaline with all this? Like, what? Because there's endorphins and there's dopamine. So, where's where's adrenaline fit in all that? Adrenaline is epinephrine and norepinephrine. Um, so that's that's some of it's released in the blood and some of it's released neurologically, and that gives you like a, a boost of of superpower of of strength. Yeah, because like if, if I mean, well, it, it's been documented like people that are hurt or whatever, or like, say a mom or a car is laying on her, but her infant's inside, she can lift that car up to get her infant. That's a bur- yeah. is that a burst of adrenaline? It is. It okay. is. <clears throat> and and so what ends up happening there, and that and that has its own hormonal effect. So, but on these individual hormones, you said, well. Pleasure, when I go get that burger, as soon as you achieve that goal, as mm-hmm. soon as you achieve it, the dopamine stops. So now the pleasure is over, so it's short term. As soon as you eat it, boom, 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 as soon as you achieve the, so, so you know, you're like, oh, I got this fine chicken, and you get her, and then it's like, man, she's not as fine as she was 30 seconds ago. Or she said something to piss you off. Yeah, you, you know? feel me? Oh, man, that, that's like, happened quick. That dopamine's the over. The pillow talk was wrong, and you like, dude, <laughs> like, what's wrong with her toes? You start seeing all the flaws, you feel me? Dopamine's gone, bro. Fingernails you dirty. You feel me? Damn, girl, you a trucker? <laughs> so as soon as you accomplish that, the dopamine's gone, bro. So that's pleasure. Pleasure is short-lived. You follow it? <laughs> and then... <laughs> You're a trucker. Bro, yeah, that's how... Yeah, I didn't have that. Okay. <laughs> you, got, you got calluses on your knuckles. <laughs> Dopamine's gone, girl. Okay. You feel me? So... The, <laughs> <laughs> Does the dopamine disappear like after? Okay, like say with the burger thing, and say after the first bite or once it's complete. Uh, as soon as you achieve it, that's why human beings, when they achieve a goal, they're like, "What's the next goal?" Yes, because now 
you, you're, 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 as soon as you achieve it, your brain's like, hey, I need another dopamine rush. I need to do the next thing to survive. But, but what if you don't have a goal after that, though? I mean, because uh, and, and the reason I say this is because we did an episode before of a motorcycle racer. Yeah. And he, his goal was to win that championship. His goal was to win that championship. And once he won it, he realized he didn't have any goals after that. Yep. And he was kind of like, ah, oh, what do I do? You start to fall into depression. So after hell, yes. after hell week in, in SEAL training, it's like the one of the most major obstacles in, in SEAL training. It's 120 continuous hours of, of rigorous training with only four hours of sleep. And then you get what's called the Hell Week Blues after that. One, just because you just wrecked your body, right? But also people have this tremendous goal and then when they achieve it and they don't have anything beyond it, you don't have a way to get a dopamine rush. So you see that with fighters, they get the belt and they get the championship belt and then they're like, what do I do? They, they go down after because they're only celebrating the reward. They're not celebrating the ongoing process, right? So that would be the difference between fulfillment and pleasure. So after they get the reward, you don't have anything after that. You don't you don't have any way to get that that pleasure, that incentivization. But what is it like? Okay, we talk about living in the moment, though. Okay, people live in the moment. So yeah. if you're living in the moment and you achieve that goal, I'm achieving the goal. So every day I'm living in the moment. So in the moment, I achieve that goal. Now. What if, uh, I know we're talking about not having a goal after, but do you, do you have a goal after that? But you have to live in the moment to achieve this goal. Because yep. if you have too many, like, okay, I'm doing this, but I really want that. Yep. So, you know, without getting confused, it's like, okay, I just got to concentrate on this right here, and then I concentrate on that. Will you get depressed then? Let's just say, okay, let's use the, the UFC analogy. Yep. Okay, yep. let's say I'm a fighter, okay? Yep. Man, I got to beat this dude. I got to be, okay. If I beat this dude, when I beat, as that fighters talk, when I beat this dude, then the big money fight is with blah, blah, blah over yeah, here. Yeah, and yeah, that's what yeah, I really yeah, want. Yeah, so, boom, yeah. I won, boom, I'm coming after your ass. Now, yeah. will, you, will you get a depression then? No, you're, you're kind of on to the next goal. Okay. So, and that, you hear David Goggins talk about that. He's like, okay, I achieved this goal, but I don't rest on my laurels. I go to the next goal. So, that's where you hear the SEAL, the, in the SEAL teams, they say the only easy day was yesterday. Why, now, did, God, did God can say that, or, or that's just a SEAL that's a That's a SEAL team colloquialism. So what we're going to do today is show you how the SEAL teams has, uh, it, it, it checks and screens people to see if they have the right balance to be a team player, but they're also a highly motivated individual. So that, that's what the screening process checks for, right? And one of the sayings is, the only easy day was yesterday, meaning I accomplished this goal, but if you stop there, going downhill. So now I got to have another goal. Now I got to, so you don't stop. You got to beat all your run times. The next one's got to be faster. Your swim time's got to be faster. So you got to have another goal or else life goes downhill. I love that. The only easy day was yesterday. God, I love that, man. So David Goggins says, hey, I, when I achieve a goal, I'm, I'm not happy that I achieved that goal. <clears throat> There's a balance to it, but he's like, as soon as I achieve that goal, I'm looking for the next goal. But, but, does, he, but does he celebrate that goal in the now? You know uh, what I mean? I mean, because if not, once you go through a process of being unfulfilled of your whole life then, I mean, is there a time that you go, hey, I achieved it, let's celebrate in the now, and then maybe in, uh, two hours later, then I'm on to the next one, instead of getting the depression. Yeah, th there's some people, so, and that's exactly what we're going to talk about. So, endorphins, they'll, they'll, they only last about 20 minutes after, after that process. So, these are short-term, that's, that's pleasure, short-term spikes, and then it goes down. That's a crackhead, right? Boom, they do this. <laughs> wow, got the high. Fuck, now I'm looking for the next, next hit. That's exactly that. Where I got a high, I need the next hit. Well, that's what dopamine and endorphins do. It's just like crack. So then, as soon as it's over with, so you wake up 3 a.m., you see this motherfucker walking around, Ashley Larry scratching himself. He, he, he came down off the high, he's looking for the next fix. That's okay. how dopamine is short term. Endorphins last 20 minutes after you pursue that goal and you got it. You get the runners high, you get the workout, and you feel good after the workout 20 minutes later. It's gone. So, but essentially, so if I see that goal, so essentially, I should time it for 20 minutes. Now, after that, have a goal ready. I mean, would that be correct? Uh, you, you can. You just, uh, essentially, if, if you want another dopamine and endorphin rush, you have to have something else established. Now, you, you do need to celebrate that, but there's other reward systems that are long term. So let's get into the other, other two um, hormone sets that okay. are, so, so those are individual hormones, endorphins, and dopamine. Okay, and you need that. Those are individual. You can do them by yourself, okay. and they, they give you a feeling of accomplishment. Yes. Now, fulfillment. Fulfill, okay. Contentment. Long-term pleasure. That would be serotonin and oxytocin. 
right? So what happens with oxytocin, like when you make contact with somebody like that, you do the bro shake, you know what I'm saying? Do like five hours and like, what's up, bro? You know what I'm saying? You know, the, the, the Caucasian people don't do it like that. They do it like this. <laughs> Hi, sir. We'd be over here for five hours. <laughs> feel me? We trying to do a whole lot of oxytocin right there. You feel me? <laughs> so when you make contact with somebody, you have oxytocin. Okay. And it, it has to do with proximity. Oxytocin is, is the love or the trust hormone. Okay. So... I trust you to be in my space emotionally, mentally, physically. I, I can't expect, I don't get a release of that incentivization by myself. Now, why is that? Because I can't, I have to allow people to be in my proximity. I have to trust you to do your job. For instance, when Navy SEALs enter a room, I, I have an air of responsibility. I'm gonna check the right half, you're gonna check the left half. I don't even look over there, because I know you got that, because I trust you. You trust me, that's why they say you got your six, so you. Ah, I got your six. So you hear these terminologies that are talking about different incentive and rewards um, systems that allow us to work together to do something greater than ourselves. So these reward systems, uh, when we weren't apex predators, everything was an overwhelming challenge for us. Everything was adversity. We ain't got the we ain't got the fur. We ain't got none of that. We got to kill a motherfucker to get the fur. We got to kill the saber tooth tiger that's trying to eat us to get the fur so we can live. Right, right, right. You feel me? So everything was adverse because we we are not very strong. We're not very durable of all the of all the predators. Right. So um, in in assistance in 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 its base form, I have to be able to trust you. Okay. Meaning, so we got to live in proximity. I got to be able to turn my back and then. Trust that you won't do anything to me and you'll handle your responsibility. That's oxytocin, right? Then serotonin, okay? okay. Serotonin says, hey, dopamine says, I got that, I want more. Like the crackhead, I got that, I want more, <laughs> right? The fine girl, I got that, I need more, she's fine. I need, can, I, can we meet again, second date, third date, kiss, right? Right, okay? Dopamine says, I got that, I need more. Serotonin says, I got that and I've had enough. I've had my fill. Whoa. Now, why is that important? Why is serotonin important and why is that a team hormone? So you got individual hormones, endorphins, dopamine, you got, uh, sorry, you got individual hormones, endorphin and dopamine, you got team hormones. Okay, so that would be oxytocin and serotonin. Serotonin goes, I have enough food, I've got my fill, so here you can have some. That's when the serotonin kicks in. So I feel, uh, I feel fulfilled and rewarded when I give it to you. Because imagine... We, so when COVID first hit, I'll give you an example. So my friend, when it first hit, my friend's like, man, you know, I believe in humanity. It's, it's, it's all good. We'll, we'll be okay. I said, do you? He said, yeah. I said, have you ever seen humanity, humanity with limited resources with too many people? I said, you ever been in that situation? He goes, no. I was like, then you don't know about humanity. I said, you'll see the best and worst of humanity at the same time. Yes. And I said, that's what SEAL training is about. And he goes, what do you mean? I said, SEAL training is testing to see if you have the, the physiological capacity to, to make it through the training, right? You have to just have the raw material. But the most important thing it's testing is under adversity, duress, and limited resources and your life on the line, will you do a me thing or a we thing? Wow. That's what the whole thing's about. You're going to do a me thing when there's not enough food, there's not enough water, when you're about to die, will you do a me thing or a we thing? Most people under pressure we'll will choose a me thing. Me thing. So under the most adverse circumstances, they got to scream, bro, cause you, cause, and that's what it's all about. When there's something greater than yourself that you cannot do by yourself, which was anything and everything when we weren't the apex predators, right? So now we've learned how to build civilizations and cities, and, and we, what is that? That's us coming together as a team. So the purpose of a team is to handle something that you couldn't do alone or to lessen the load of something so that quality of life is better. Now, the, the reality is that quality of life doesn't necessarily, uh, it, it becomes less miserable because it's never easy, right? Right. right. So if, I'm, if we got 10 pounds and then we get, I, I, carrying the 10 pounds is miserable, right? And then you come along, we just carry five each. Or maybe it's a weight I can't carry, but if we do it together, so my max capacity is 50 pounds, but it's 100 pounds, and you got the capacity to lift 50. Well. I absolutely can't do it by myself. So then you come along and then we both are able to do it. So life doesn't become 
It, life is not convenient. That's adult life. So as a kid, life's convenient. You go to Disney. Disney World, make your dreams come true. Everything's convenient. Oh, I want this. Uh, I want some popcorn. Pop. It just, just appears. I want to, oh, man, it's, it's the magic kingdom because magic, everything just appears as you wish. Right. But adult life is not like that. It's very inconvenient. If you want something, you got to pay a price. That's why you got the endorphins because I got to pay this price. I got to be able to endure paying the price. Now check it out. So what, what we actually do is make life less inconvenient. It never becomes convenient. We just make it less. That's why you make teams. I, I got this challenge and it's, it's kicking my ass or I can't do it at all. So we make teams so we make quality of life better or less inconvenient. So people, we have this illusion that life is one day just going to be convenient. It's never convenient. You always want more. That's how your or biology is. You should want more. Or you should want you more. You should. That's what's gonna, that's what makes you drive, right? Well, unfortunately, a lot of people don't have that though. I mean, unfortunately. They don't. Yeah. So so serotonin allows you to say, hey, I've got enough. Let me give to you. Because if we have limited resources, say we got we got only enough water to feed uh, to, to we only have enough food to feed four people. We got eight people. So we're going to ration that out. I'm going to just eat enough and then I'm going to give to you. You know why I would choose to do that? Because if I'm just stuck on dopamine, I'm going to eat out everything. Right. But I want more. I want more. Oh, well, I just had something that was good. I want more. Guess what? Your tribe doesn't survive. Now, guess what? You you're don't on your own. You're on your own. And then there's no one. It's just you against everything yeah, else. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. So, so our reward system. So wait, part of it says, y'all need to go eat. So now we got to have the dopamine to go do the hunt. You follow me? So we go out there. We go do the hunt. We get the kill. Okay, while well, we're pushing for the hunt, we're on the edge of, ah, bro, like my lungs are burning, I wanna quit, like everything's telling me to quit, but I gotta get this killing, that's endorphins and dopamine. I accomplish it, I feel accomplished. I'm a great warrior, I'm a great hunter, right? Then I come back, but I'm hunting with people, I couldn't have did that kill by myself, so I gotta trust you, because I'm gonna come over here and scare it this way, and then you're gonna hit it over there. So that's oxytocin, right? So the hunt happens because we work together because we couldn't have did it, and then when we get back, okay, I'm not gonna eat it all myself, I'm going to get enough for me to be good, and then I'm going to give some to you because we got to kill because we work together or else we'll perish without each other, and that's where the serotonin kicks in. I love so, And that can be applied toward families. I mean, honestly, right? I mean, yeah. if, it's a, if it's a real, true family yeah. and they do it together the way you're supposed to, yeah. that's why those families are successful. Like, hey, look, baby, I'll handle this. You handle this. Yeah. And, we'll, and so we can accomplish this. There you go. Any team... Any, Any team. So a family's a team. It should be a team. We're, we're on this podcast. We're a team. When, right. you, when you got more than one person working together, you got a team. So any, any unit that's greater than yourself is a team. So here's where we lose track. So SEAL training is doing that test. So you have individual tests and you have team tests. So when you do a run, you got to hit it in a certain time. What are they testing for? Does this person have the self-initiative and drive to push themselves? So they're screening you for that. And then you, as a SEAL, you got to have an uh, outrageous amount of endorphins. Does this person have the drive to go through something nobody else will go through in order to achieve it? That's endorphins. So you have an, what they're, they're checking for is, again, the physiology. Do you okay. have the raw material? Then they're looking to see, do you have that bi unusual biochemical makeup? Because you can't be normal and then just keep running. I literally saw a guy, we came in, uh, I was with uh, Danny Dietz. That was one of the four men that was on in the movie... Uh, he was the, the real warrior, Navy SEAL, that went out that was played by uh, Mark Wahlberg in Lone Survivor. Okay. Right? That was my roommate. He was my swim buddy. Right? So, and I'm going to break, break down how in SEAL training, how they apply all of this. They didn't, they didn't understand uh, the, the, the science behind it, but how they, they check for all this to make sure the, you're the right person for the job. So I literally, we got injured, right? And then we finished the whole day with the injury. Like, we had to go through rehab, learn how to walk again and everything. Right, so we got injured during rock hurt? portage. Hurt? My ankle. So we were doing rock portage where you take the rocks onto the onto the, the the boat onto the rocks, and my ankle got and it was during El Nino. So there's all these waves. My leg got folded under the rock, tore all my ligaments up, mm. and then Danny Dietz hit the rock, and the it, the the wave pressed the boat against the uh, rocks, and his ankle, his foot, the top of his foot was flush with his shin. Oh, and my leg, he, I'm looking at him. My leg got folded under, wrapped around the rock. And I just looked down. I was like, that can't be good. My, <laughs> it was just tore up, bro. I knew it. So then we got back in the water and we, we went back out to sea. And uh, they just like, ah, oh, my ankle, my ankle. I was like, bro, I was like, quit bitching. Just hang your shit in the water. The water's so cold, it'll keep the swelling down. 
we don't know how hurt it is. And then we ran back in the soft sand, and uh, the the sand's twisting your ankles while you're running. And I was like, dude, something's wrong. So we ran back. We finished the day out. Well, that would be that that dopamine. I'm finishing this. I gotta achieve this. I got it. So you have to have a high drive for achievement, and then the endorphins just let us keep going, even though. Bro, we were fucked up. We had to, we had to learn how to, to walk again, right? Had to go through rehab on the boards. And while I was in there doing rehab, this dude came in. Let me, let me tell you these, the special concoction of these weird motherfuckers yeah. they call SEALs, right? Okay. Or, or any elite individual, right, for that matter. He comes in, he goes, Doc, I got a dull ache in my leg. It doesn't hurt when I'm doing the four-mile time run. It doesn't hurt, but when I stop and chill, it's like a dull ache. And he's like, really? They gave him an x-ray. This dude had broken his femur. He was running around like that for a long time. No bullshit. Sat there and saw that. Came back with the x-ray. So long story short, me and Deese got separated because uh, we learned how to, to walk again. And a Goggins told me, go home because they're going to put you back in too early. You need to heal up a little bit better. So I actually took leave to rest a little bit per his advice, right? Because he'd already been in the military and the special force. So Deese stayed. I came back. I walked in the room and he was in a cast. I just started laughing at him. You got a crazy mentality, right? So I start laughing at him. And he's like, man, fuck you, bro. Fuck you. I was like, what happened? He's like, man, they missed hairline fractures in my leg. He was running on them that whole time. He, they, he got back in, was running. So the, the endorphin levels, they're checking, do you have the drive to yeah. want to achieve this insanely crazy goal? Right. And also you have to have the endorphin levels to push through the adversity in order to achieve the goal. Those are individual tests. So you got the O course. You all by yourself. Obstacle course. Right? And then you got the runs. Now you have team tests. So you got the log. I remember the log. So that log's 200 pounds. Okay? By yourself, you got to do this for two hours. You ain't doing no 200 pounds over your head and running and sprinting over with 200 pounds with this long ass log all by yourself. BT's like, I do that every, every day when I get up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right? <laughs> so, you know, I'm black man, black man, you know. So, <laughs> but you can't do that by yourself. Right? So now, what happens is there's eight people on that log. Now it's just roughly around 30 pounds a piece. Now that's doable. You follow me? So now what they're testing for, whether they knew it or not, is do you have, so you got to trust this guy. Hey, man, you going to hold your share of the log? Yeah, I'm going to hold my share, right? Okay. And you got people called duck and, duck and boat. Or duck, that means they're acting like they're lifting the log and they're not. So, we're, so they're testing to see if you got the makeup you got to work together, so we got to trust each other, and you're always in close proximity. So me and Deets were swim buddies. I was never more than six feet from him. So you're going to create a huge bond of trust, never being more than six feet. If he ran somewhere, I ran somewhere. If he swam, I swam. If he shit, I was just in there watching him shit. Like, <laughs> you done shitting? You feel me? Yeah. Right? When you get cold, okay, you, you, you freeze at like nut to butt. Okay, what the fuck does that mean? You spooning with, with, with a brother. You yeah. feel me? I've, got, okay. your, got your balls all <laughs> Why are we doing this? this I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Stop I get talking it. about that. Yeah, I get it. Right? I get so, it. But the point is, you guys literally have to trust each other to the point that, and that, when and you, that builds a bond. When you make touch, that releases oxytocin. And but the fallacy of oxytocin is I got to let somebody in my space, and I, I'm vulnerable. I could be taken advantage of. I could be killed. I could be betrayed. That's the vulnerability of it. So when you touch like that and, and it builds a bond of trust, but I got to let you in my space. You follow that? Yes. So that's literally how intimate you are. When you're freezing, we got to ball up so that we don't die. You'll, you'll, you'll go into hypothermia and you'll die. So that's the level of bond that we share in the SEAL teams. Now, when you're under that log, sometimes you say, we're, we're holding this log. Sometimes I get weak, right? right. Well, then you're like, I've got enough strength. I'm going to hold some weight for you. I'm going to give you some of my strength. I'm going to hold an extra weight. And then that's going to make you tired. So then you're going to get tired as a result, and then I recharge. And I'm like, I got enough. So remember, dopamine says I got enough, but I, I, I have some, but I want more. Serotonin says I have enough, but I'm going to give something to you. So now you gave to me, which makes you tired. Then I go, bro, now I've got enough strength, but I'm going to give to you. I don't, I don't need it. I'm going to give it to you. So I'm going to hold your weight. So the log test is a team test. So you got to have an individual that's highly motivated and has the ability to drive through whatever adversity and pain on their own to be able to, to accomplish the goal. But then you also have to have the, the person that, will, will, that you can trust that will give to you in the time of need. That's, that's what SEAL training is doing right there. Wow. That is so deep. To, 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 you ever, okay, but you ever had somebody, 
uh, say a partner who wasn't holding their weight? What, yep. if, what if they're not doing that? I mean, what does that do to you mentally? Say you have a dude who's weak, who, de- who doesn't have it mentally. So what does that do to you if you have it, but they don't? So you, first of all, they, that's why you're screening. Do you have the raw material to do it? So we had, we had a dude, this guy, I'll never forget, he would, he would go underwater, he would do these underwater tests, we got to do breath holds, right. and he would just drown. And they had to bring him up and resuscitate him. He was just a gangster, right? I had a dude that would do the, the, the uh, like we do a 14-mile run, right? First quarter mile, that dude just start throwing up. He just physically didn't have it. That motherfucker would run 14 miles. So he would throw up, projectile vomit, then he'd just keep running dry heaving. The whole way. If that was me, BT, I'm done, bro. I can't do that. <laughs> then, then my other homeboy, he swim, he would just drown. So he had the will, he had all the right brain chemistry, the, the personality archetype. It was all right, but he didn't have the physiology. But that's one problem. You gotta have the raw material to do it. Right. He doesn't have the capacity, right? But then there's other people. So you have star athletes, they have the capacity, right? But, but they're selfish. So in the SEAL teams, the way they look out for people that don't have those, the, the oxytocin and serotonin, they say he's not a team player, and they get you out of there. Really? Because that guy will get you killed. Yeah. Okay, but how can you be selfish if you're in the SEALs? Like, in what way can that do? If you're just selfish, because what's the point of being selfish in a situation where the SEAL team, now, in the football team I, or whatever, I can understand that, especially basketball, you know. Yep. It's got guns all the time. Well, yeah. well I got a rebound for this motherfucker. Yeah. But, but yeah. When, it's something like, when it's something like with the military, though, wouldn't it be in your best interest, or everybody's best interest, to be a team player. So, so how can you be selfish in, with, with military or within a special forces team? Well, check it out. So, and that's kind of what happens in society, right? So in this, in this civilized era... Or supposedly where, civilized era. Right, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. and we've created these civilizations with, which make the illusion that we're, quality of life is good, I'm comfortable, there's no threat. When there's no threat, you think it's, I'm good. I don't need anybody. Yeah, because we made life so convenient. That's the illusion, right? So now you hear all the songs. So and that's what I say. We we've we've conflated the idea of of pleasure and fulfillment. So on Independence Day, now we celebrate independence as a culture. I me I me me me. Mm-hmm. But like you know, we've had conversations. I say we Independence Day is independence from oppression. But we, we achieve that through interdependence to achieve progression. So what, we want, what Independence Day represents is independence of oppression. But we didn't do it by ourselves. We had to come together to, free our, to become independent of oppression. As a country, and, and, and we came together as a country. So, we, so in, this, in essence, we came together as a team there you to go. achieve that goal. Because we couldn't have done it by ourselves. So, so, but we, we're confused because now we think independence, that's where we've conf- conflated it. We think independence means I, me, I. No, it's an independence from oppression, from bad stuff, from the Siberian tiger eating us. And the way we achieved the Siberian tiger not eating us that greater threat, we achieve that by coming together interdependently to progress quality of life. And we've, we've mixed that up. So, and, okay, so it's a fair question to say, maybe in times of peace, it's almost detrimental to us in a way because since we're in a time of peace, there's no war, we're kind of doing our own thing and maybe at each other's throat. So, but in a time of war, we come together as a country. Like, listen, Always. guys, we got to come together. So basically, is, it, is that why sometimes we go into war so we can come together as a country? Say we got different factions going on, say, North, uh, people in the South or whatever, whatever, North is, but when it's a war, hey, so-and-so is so-and-so, they're, they're trying to uh, 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 force their way of life on us as a country. They've killed, say, Americans here. We need to come together as a country and go to war with them so we can improve our way of life and boom we're together as a country so bt if you look at it on a very simple level uh, i think joe rogan said it he said why do we why do we do sports it's leftover monkey shit it's literally what he said so why are we doing that because we need that to to we need some type of adversity to come together that that forces us to come together to 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 activate those incentive uh Hormones. Okay. So now you got this sports team and this sports team. We're not actually going to war. But when we do that, your team comes together. My team comes together. Boom. And then we get that same process. That's why we, that's why we still reenact that to this day. Even though there's no war, that's why we have competitive sports. Because that's a need. It's not a want. Right. Right? We okay. got to come together or else. So now what happens? When you just do dopamine and endorphins all by itself, you achieve accomplishments. 
you, f- you have a feeling of, a, of accomplishment. So you can be highly accomplished and have no fulfillment. The team hormones are fulfillment. So you got people that are superstars, megastars, they achieve everything, and then they die alone and they commit suicide because they're highly accomplished, but they don't have that bond with other people, so they're not fulfilled, so they're done. So it's, it, it's like you said, the, the 20 minutes afterwards, after that, there's nothing else. Nope. And that's in. Like, yeah, yeah, I achieved it. But you, I, often I hear about athletes, because you know I relate to athletes, but they, and they go, man, I was so empty. I thought this was all I wanted. And I got it. It's like, huh, and that's it? It's like, eh. Because you, you have to. So pleasure is selfish. You can do by self. So I, ha- I had a team, and we had a, we had a team problem. So the, look at our look at our economy, for instance. So people say, "Hey, man, I bought this." So you hear you can hear the conversation. I bought this, therefore I can get that. That's a that's a transactional interaction, okay. dopaminal interaction, right? I bought this. So pleasure you can take, right? You can purchase fulfillment. Okay, you can't buy. You can't pay for it. You can't do it by yourself. So I can buy this, mm-hmm. and I can take it, and I feel accomplished. I feel a reward of dopamine. How do you have BT? You can't pay for chemistry. You can't pay for camaraderie. You can't pay for community. You follow what I'm saying? These are intense. So I had to approach my team, and I said, hey, some of you guys feel like I, I literally heard them say, I purchased this, therefore I can do what I want. And I'm like, right. I was like, so do you want a transactional engagement or do you want the intangibles that you can't pay for? What is it that you really want? So I'll give you uh, an idea, uh, uh, an example in business where business people got smarter about, that you're, so civilization changed, but your biology did not change. You still had those needs. Right. Right? So if you're accomplished, and, 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 but you don't have something. Now, here's the other thing, fulfillment. So you can take pleasure but you have to give fulfillment. I gotta do something for you. Fulfillment is giving. Contentment, so if I wanna feel fulfilled and content, I gotta do something for you. I gotta give to you. That's why if you give, you give, you feel good. There you go. Right? That's another set of hormones, because you feel good when you get dopamine too, but you won't be fulfilled. You, get, you feel pleasure. Ah, you get, a, you get a short boot and then it's gone. Right. But you can take pleasure but you have to give in order to get fulfillment and contentment. That's why as a family, whatever, say on Christmas, you give your kid a bike and they got that feeling and oh, thanks dad, or thanks Santa Claus, whatever. There you go. And you get that long lasting feeling when you see them on that bicycle. There you go. So in the, in the SEAL teams, that's what you got. So you hear the colloquialisms in the SEAL teams. There is no I in team. So literally in the word team, there is no I in team. What are they talking about? They're talking about the fulfilling side of the coin. There is a threat or a challenge or a problem that's way bigger than us, and we can't do it because all of the all, we handle the world's most difficult, most problematic, most lethal problems. You absolutely cannot do that by yourself. So therefore, we have colloquialisms. You have to have the highly driven individual that'll do whatever it takes, but he's got to be able to amalgamate and and have team cohesion. Well, like Jason Bourne. Jason Bourne could do that, right? I mean, he's yeah. by himself. Jason Bourne get his ass whooped all by himself, bro. <laughs> so would John Wick. He ain't doing shit. Uh, J- Jason Bourne. I say Jason Bourne takes care uh, of all of them. You he, think You think so? Yeah, he'll, okay, he'll, he'll yeah. take care of John uh-huh. Wick. But okay, but so... But, hey. but the, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, so, so, no, no, no. So, so... I think it's yeah, I, I right, like Jason right. Bourne. I don't know. So, so who you got on John Wick versus Jason Bourne, though? Jason Bourne. Man, Jason Bourne to me is, it goes Jason Bourne and then uh, 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 Tom Cruise character, Mission Impossible. Those are my two favorites. Hey, man, I, J- John Wick going to fold both their ass up. You crazy. John Wick going to fold their clothes while they still in them, bro. <laughs> That's what John Wick going to do. <laughs> no, I don't know, bro. You feel me? So, but, but that, so you hear those colloquialisms in the SEAL teams that, so you got to have both. So you can also give to other people but feel unaccomplished. You got to have both sides of the coin. So I'm always doing for you. I'm do, doing for you at the end of your days. Man, I didn't, I didn't accomplish. If you, at the end of your days or at the end of a day, if you did a bunch of busy stuff but you didn't do anything that you really felt was good for, for progression, you'll feel empty. That day you'll feel empty. You didn't get the dopamine rush. You was just busy. You was just doing stuff, maybe doing stuff for everybody. So you got this, you got the serotonin response. Got the oxytocin, but you don't have any, I didn't accomplish anything. You need both sides of the coin. So you see this in warrior trades. In every warrior trade, you get a nickname, right? So one of my nicknames in the SEAL teams was Snake Eyes. I didn't talk that much. Feel me? So they called me Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes, you don't talk. Then in Muay Thai, 
I, they said I fought angry. You get a nickname based upon what you do to contribute to the, as an individual to contribute to the team. That's the nickname you get, right? So why is that important? Why does that happen in all warrior cultures? Because, so I would fight real angry. They're like, bro, you fight angry. My last name is Big. They'd be like, angry Big B. Then it became angry B. Then it became killer B. I didn't give myself that name. That was given well, to me hope, by my tribe. Good, I hope not. I, there's nothing worse than a dude who gives himself his own nickname. Man, they, they call me Psycho. I'm yeah. Psycho, bro. You feel me? I call myself Psycho. I'm Psycho. I'm crazy, yeah, I'm crazy bro. Crazy. Don't, don't, don't try, try me. Go ahead and try me. See what it do. Stop, man. I was just playing. Yo, I was just playing, right? So you feel me? So it's like, so you get that nickname. You know why that's important? Because that's the balance. You get an individual nickname for how you contribute to the squad. And you know when they give you a nickname? When? When they see you under pressure. Really? Because, again, the adversity shows who you are. When you squeeze the fruit, that's when you know what fruit you got. So under adversity, we see who you are as an individual and your real contribution to the team. There's only one thing they punish you worse for than losing. So you hear in the SEAL teams, again, those colloquialisms. Never fail the mission. Dopamine. Objective. Achieve it. Don't fail. Dopamine. Never fail the mission. That's, that, that's a dopamine one, right? Okay, never fail the mission, okay? Um, the only easy day was yesterday. That has to do with objectives, push through the pain. That, that, that was uncomfortable, we're gonna be more uncomfortable. To, endorphins, dopamine, right? And then you hear uh, individual skills make team skills. So as an individual, how do you contribute to the team? You follow me? Uh, uh, team gear first, individual gear second. Team, I got giving to you first before I take care of me. These are these are just normal colloquialisms in the SEAL team. So some of them are about so, but we're only as as strong as our weakest link. What's that mean? You got to be a strong individual. So you got to have that dopamine and that door. You got to be a bad motherfucker and on your own. Never be the weakest link on the chain. Don't our coach always link. told us that in wrestling. Never be the weakest link. And to this day, I always remember that no matter what you're doing, you do your best because you don't want to be the weakest link. You don't want to be the person that go, people go, God damn it. Bro, that you didn't get picked for dodgeball. You feel me? Yeah. They just smack you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> get him out of here, man. He ain't. So what's that mean? You got to be the person that has that high drive that is a high achiever, but in a meritocratic environment. So a meritocratic environment is not a, is not a democratic environment. Democratic environment says, hey, uh, everybody's voice matters. In a meritocratic environment, your station in life, and, and that's what serotonin does also. Serotonin gauges, you get that reward depending on your station in life. Well, with human beings, your station in life really is aided by how much you help others. So if you take primates and the dude got all the food and he don't share with others, they'll oust them. So you lose your social status. That's why they should. You feel me? So yeah. because so now your station in life is dependent. We 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 uh, how can I say we celebrate those that do a lot for humanity. You follow me? Yes. That's what we celebrate. So your station in life depends on how well you serve others. And serotonin, you get that reward. Hey man, I got enough. Now I'm giving to you. And then pot. So then you get it, oh man, you see his response and he's, he's taken care of and then boom, you get a serotonin boss and guess what? Your social status. So the more you give to the tribe, the, the, the greater your social status. So we don't celebrate somebody that didn't do shit. So Bobby, psycho, trying to give himself a nickname, bro, you didn't do nothing for the tribe. You trying to give yourself a nickname, make yourself a badass, but you didn't do nothing badass for the tribe. So in a meritocratic environment, your station in life is determined by two things. Your, your, your competency and your contribution. So what do I mean? I can't contribute if I don't have a competency. I gotta have something to give to the team. So that's my individual skill. I gotta have an individual competency. And then where's the team part come in? I gotta contribute my individual competency to the team. So in a meritocratic environment, your station amongst the people is determined by your individual skill set and how do you contribute that skill set to serve the people. That's where you get your social status from. What, what was yours? Well, it, it's, it's fluid. It's superfluous. So it's not gender-based. It gets rid of gender problems. It gets rid of uh, racial problems, geographic problems, financial. It doesn't matter. If, if you know how to do, build a web page and I don't, now you're the, you're the leader. Now, I know how to do kung fu 50 different ways and we got a threat so much I'm beat our ass. Now I'm the leader. It's superfluous. Don't nobody care if you a sister, a brother, if you... Asian, hey man, that dude's trying to kill us. Use them skills, homie. Hey, we hungry. You know how to cook. I'm, I don't care about your gender. You're, we're hungry. We are starving. I need, so in a meritocratic environment, your status, it's superfluous, and it depends on your individual skill, the dopamine, 
the endorphins. What did you? What can you? What can you do? The accomplishments you've achieved, and how do you contribute that? Because you got people that are very competent, but they won't contribute. He's not a team player. Well, what good does that do for the people? That's a selfish person. You got people with money that won't help. You got people with skills that won't help. And you got people that are they're very willing to be helpful, but they ain't got no skills because they don't have that drive. They don't have the self-initiative. Well, what good are you? So you got to have both. So your status in a meritocratic environment, which the SEAL teams, they don't use these words. It's a meritocratic environment based on your, and that's where you get the, say, the saying, individual skills make team skills. Did you, did you learn this along the way or was this already in you? No, I just learned how to articulate and use these nerdy ass words that brothers ain't supposed to be using. <laughs> you feel me? But they don't say this shit. There ain't no Navy SEAL gonna say with the oxytonal response when you're carrying the log. That's dumb as hell, bro. You feel me? You go through the source for you can't get <laughs> yeah. All right. Here right. is BT. What he right. the car to say, man. Yeah. His proclivity to, yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I'm, what I'm doing is, so what I'm describing is the most elite units, the people that actually accomplish the most and the people that have the most rewarding lives. Like we were, we were sliding in the water one time and it was freezing cold. I think I told you this story before. And we were free, we got in the water. You can't just jump in. The best way to deal with cold water is just jump in that motherfucker and get over it. But you can't. The enemy will hear you, so you got to slide in. And uh, you sound quite orgasmic. You're like, <laughs> and all kind of shrinkage and shit. You got an innie, not an Audi, and all kind of shit, right? So you get in the water, and this motherfucker, we got in the water. The biggest built dude got in the water. He's like, uh, and he looked over, he said, why the fuck do we do this? And this one dude said, for the cool stories. So what am I saying? There's intangibles that you absolutely cannot have through accomplishment. You can't pay for them. You can't purchase them. You can't do them by yourself. They're totally intangible. They're totally built off the reward system of us giving to each other. So let me give you an example in business, right? McDonald's used to be transactional. You just pull up to the drive-thru. I got the McDonald's. Happy man, motherfucker. Bye. Give me my toy. You feel me? And then you fight over the bag. Now I get the bag fry. My fry, right? You don't get the, right? It's transactional. You pay. I eat. Now McDonald's changed their formula. Now McDonald's is not called McCafe or a restaurant. So what's the difference between fast food and a restaurant, BT? What's the difference? Uh, they have somebody to seat you. Seat you. Now why did we sit down? What are we going to do when we sit down? Order. We're going to order. What else are we going to do? Talk. Ah. Uh, conversation. Stay a little longer. Maybe order some more stuff. The difference between fast food and a restaurant is we're going to sit down and share the intangibles. We're going to share chemistry, camaraderie, community. So, that's, so this is what you call the third space in business, right? So, so the first space, these are the people you spend the most time with. That's home. Okay. These are the people you have that, those intangible bonds with oxytocin. That's your first space, your family. I trust you, right? We, we're bonded. I give to you, of course. I scratch your back, you scratch. You're my family. You're my blood, dog. What's up, yeah. blood? You feel me? Yeah. Right? Second space, work. You oftentimes spend more time at work than you do with the people at home. Right. But that they're not your blood. You're not right. going to exactly do the same. You don't have the same trust level. You don't have the same level of, of, of giving to them. That's the second space. The third space is a place that's not home or work where you experience those intangibles. So McDonald's got smart. They said, well, damn. We're giving people a dopamine response. You need that, that McDonald's cheap. Woo, boy. <laughs> they, put, they sprinkle crack on that motherfucker. Is that sugar? No, that's crack, bro. You feel me? That ain't salt on them fries. That's crack. You get, that's, they literally put stuff on the food to give you a dopamine response. You follow me? Yes. So, but then they got smart. They go, bro, there's intangibles that we're not tapping into that are essential for humanity. So let's take it from a fast food, tran a transact. I pay, I get this response to the intangibles of community, camaraderie, shit you can't buy because just come in and sit down. So they changed the way it looks. Now they changed the interior. It's brown, earth tones, colors where you sit down, chill out, and you, 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 commune, you commune. You follow me? Another example of that, like me, I'm over here drinking this stuff. I'm going to get judged like, come on. I'm drinking Starbucks. Why Starbucks coffee costs so damn much? Well, look at how Starbucks is set up. All the chairs are facing inward. Why does that coffee cost? You can get coffee anywhere. That coffee costs so much because it's a third space. It's not about the coffee. It's a, you're paying for the intangibles that you can't purchase. You're making an invest. That's the difference between paying and investment. When you pay, that's transactional. An investment is when you say you, 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 you give energy, you give something of yourself to get something greater in return that you absolutely cannot purchase. That's the difference between a, between a consumer and an investor. I'm going to have this transactional thing, I get this back. So same thing with a female, right? 
So I had this chick, she talking to me. Well, I, I said, well, man, okay, okay, you look good, right? A woman can look good, man too. Man can look good, all right? We can have good sex, right? Okay. Uh, and, and, but, but guess what? What? I was like, there's, I said, you can buy that anyone in the world. She said, what you mean? I said, man, you can buy sex anywhere in the world. Awkward conversation, but you can buy that anywhere. Right. Just right, travel. Right. That's true. Go to the bar. You go to Thailand, go to the bar, get a drink. I'm like, I'll take her right there. You can literally buy it. Yeah. So you can buy a good looking person for sex. This is a very superficial conversation. And you can purchase that. But guess what you can't purchase? What I told her. I said, what? I said, you can't purchase chemistry. Can't purchase that. You can literally buy sex anywhere in the world. You could, you could, you could get a good looking person, right? But you can't purchase chemistry. You can't fake that. We got a certain chemistry. Those are intangibles. You cannot purchase the intangibles. So what I was saying to my, my team, I said, hey, we got a team problem. What's the team problem? You guys are looking at this transactional. I hear a lot of I, me, I, I, me, I. I said, but what about the we? You can't pay for that. Do you want an I experience? Do you want a transaction experience? Or do you, and that's why people stay. So I, I once had a really good friend. He said, man, I drive Harleys. So we were building a business. I said, hey, man. Uh, he said, let's put the, let's put the, uh, the, let's title this with the attributes of our business, what it does. I said, why do we put that up there? Why don't we put the, the intangibles up there, the benefit? He said, why would we lead with that? I said, well, why do you drive Harley? Right? He goes, well, it's got this, it's got these, uh, it's got the muffler and this and that. I said, they can put that on any motorcycle. Most motorcycles have all that. He goes, what do you mean? I was like, you can put that on any motorcycle, right? Right. And he goes, uh, he goes, okay. So I said, besides all that, I said, you're trying to convince yourself that you're a logical creature, but we're not. We really move around based off these incentives and reward systems mm -hmm. that actually impact how we feel. That's actually what drives us, yes. right? Yeah. So I said, so knowing that you can put those attributes, you know what I mean? The, 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 the seat, the this, the that, right? Okay, the, the, the butterflies where it can open up, rah, get more air. Right there. I said, you can put that on any motorcycle. I said, so why do you buy it if it's not for that? He goes, because it says, fuck the status quo. That's why you ride Harley. He said that. He goes, because it says, fuck the status Because that's the tribe that you relate to. That's the tribe that fulfills you. You follow me? Yes. You don't, you don't, you don't buy something transaction and stick with that brand because of the, the attributes. You buy it for the intangibles, bro. You follow me? Yes. Yes, I do. So that and that's that's teamwork. Now, how did you know that it was getting to a point where you had to say that to him? Uh I knew that because basically we're we're trying to build a tribe of people. And that's what I was asking my team. I'm like, so what? Okay, we can have a transaction experience. It's gonna be very empty. Like you wanna? Okay, so I you pay for this, I give you this. That's it. I don't give a damn about you. I was like, do you guys want that, or do you want the intangibles? And they're like, we want the intangibles. Like you can't buy that. So we got to change the way we we engage with each other. Is is that why like when a um you always find it with NFL teams or just professional teams, but usually NFL teams, and they go when it's all said and done with. You know, kind of like, I'm not, I'm not really damn the sport, but what it comes down to is the locker room and knowing that, you know, the whole team got up and lifted weights at six in the morning. The whole team did yeah. the, the whole team did extra. And when he won the championship, man, that was so fulfilling because they can't take that away. I mean, we did it as a team. We bonded together. We knew this dude sucked at left tackle. But yeah. you know what, man? The right tackle or the right, left guard, they, you know, they, they, when he was slacking, they knew he wasn't going to make that play. Somebody else made that play play for him. I mean, that's, that's, that is the, the, the teamwork in that. I just remember this dude picking me up from the airport in Arkansas, and I was yeah. like, I, I don't even want to talk to this dude. Yeah, yeah, for some reason, yeah. we got on sports, and I go, did you do any sports? He goes, yeah, I play basketball. He goes, we won a championship. And I don't know why, but I was like, you know what, the great thing about team sports, I said, there are people in there, coming from your background, how old he was, I was just stereotyping, but I was like, yeah, I'm sure yeah. there's people on that team that you probably normally wouldn't have talked to yeah. in every yeah. walk of life, but they were on yeah. your team. And when you won, you had that bond that will always be there. And yeah. no matter what, it maybe, you know, it, it, I think it just helps in humanity to be put in a situation with somebody you wouldn't think twice to talk to. Like, I'm not, it's not, the, but you do and you accomplish that goal. And forever, man, you look at that person different. And maybe it helped you look at that, that person's background or people from that person's background yeah. different. Yeah. And I just think, I think sports is the greatest 
uh, probably next to the military. And I think they're they're kind of what uh, one and the same almost because it it's is. a team effort. The, the biochemistry is the same, and that's why I love, it. and that's why I think sports is so great for kids. I think, except for like, I will say this: <laughs> in wrestling, you know, like okay. no offense, but I never really gave a damn about the team winning. I was just, it was all me, and so, yeah. and I didn't have a thing like, yeah, you motherfuckers lost, but you know what? I won, and I'm going to state. I don't know about y'all, what you guys are gonna do? You probably stay home next week, but you know what? I'm going to Oklahoma City, and I'm going for a state championship, and that's all I care about. I mean, so in a way, does wrestling kind of work in there? Because in a way, I think I think that's the maybe the asterisk. Because even though it is a team, you can win now a team championship. You know, I was in it for the individualism because I knew the team. Because I knew the team didn't give like I gave, and that's why I didn't really give a damn about those dudes. So that's what happens when you give and the other person doesn't give. So you guys stop collaborating. So if you get a if you get an environment where the other person doesn't give like that, it becomes a toxic environment where everybody's just looking out for their own. That's exactly what happens. So one of the ways, so what we're talking about is how do you have, how do you reach an elite level of performance? Yes. And how do you gain fulfillment and not just pleasure that's short-lived? You gotta find something greater than yourself to accomplish. Where were you at when I needed you, Kenny? Where were you at when in high school I needed you? Shoot, bro, you don't you really don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? I just remember coming home. And my mom, no, 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 nobody in my family liked wrestling, but I remember coming home because I, I, I got hurt and I tied this dude I should have beat and this vein in my was just sticking out. <laughs> I was so mad. Mom goes wrong. I said, I hate my fucking team. I said, I hate it. I never cussed. I go, I hate my fucking team. And those guys, they don't, I, I was just mad. Yeah. And my mom goes, why? And I said, they, they just, and they, you know, because everybody was like grab ass and I felt like I was giving the only effort. And I, yeah. And it made me fucking mad. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, and, that, and that's the thing. So, BT. What we have to do, you're not living life until you find something that you can't do by yourself. Wow. You haven't lived. You wow. haven't lived. I guess I haven't lived then. I mean, I, I mean, Jim? in a way, no, I, now now that you said it, because it just now, now I, 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 I've hooked onto what I want to accomplish and who's going to help me accomplish that. So now I get that now, and now I'm going to work on that. So, 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 so comedy, you do comedy, right? Yes. It's a Not very well, but I do it. Oh, bro, you be, you be killing it, bro. <laughs> you just be calling me out in the crowd. And just... <laughs> we had a good time. Right? Yeah. So comedy, you're in a, so, so imagine, right? You, you go do a show, right? So imagine the highest paid comedian. Right? I do, all the time. Right? So, <laughs> right? I know you do, right? I do. So you can time. do one show and do it for one person. Well, why does that highest paid comedian get paid more? Because he impacts more people. Because uh, he's better. Ah, and, do you and, see that? And it's a con that, that comedy is a constant engagement between you and the crowd and the feedback, how they respond, how so you are giving and when they laugh, that gives you energy and you it's a con that we 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 have fulfillment when it's something greater than ourselves. So the so the key to elite performance, one, is to find something greater than yourselves and then pursue that. And you gotta find the team players that allow you to do that. Or else you'll just be you'll just have accomplishment and and end up not being fulfilled. But so now you find that thing that's greater than you, you find the the, the key players and then you are, and it's gonna be threatening. It's gonna be scary. It's gonna be overwhelming. It's gonna be all of that. And at the end of the day, when you guys help each other to make that happen, when 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 you're strong and I'm weak and I and you help me, and then you become weak because you gave to me and we sacrifice for each other, we're gonna have a bond that that's what military people say. You can't find that out here. Why? Because we face challenges and threats so great. Your life's on the line. Yeah. Where do you find that again, bro? You feel me? It, almost it's like hard. with athletes when they're done, it, that's why they have that depression. Like, what do I do now? Because I'm used to a regimented schedule, and with a team, we're going for a Super Bowl or NBA championship or whatever. There you go. And we're all together. But now it's over. So what? I what? I mean, I know me, my wife, and kids. What are we gonna do? I mean, what are we gonna, we're gonna are the team are gonna go to Disneyland. So that's where you hear those colloquialisms. The only easy day was yesterday. Don't rest on that. Find another goal. Make it happen. Keep that dopamine going so you don't enter into that depression. This is a way of life. The only easy day was yesterday. Find the next thing. Don't rest on you. Celebrate it. Keep moving, right? Also, know that when you pursue a goal, you're going to have challenges, adversity. Push through that. That's going to give you the endorphin rise. When you push through that pain, when you got that goal, so I think Denzel said it best. He said commitment makes consistency. So you got to commit to that. Knowing that there's going to be hardship, you commit, and when that hardship hits, and then you start to, instead of stopping, if you stop, you don't get the endorphin, you don't get the reward. I got to keep pushing through the adversity, now I get that high. Then guess what? That's cool for accomplishment, but you got to find something so great, so big, that you can't do it alone. Then you get the fulfillment. 
And you got to give to others in order to make this. We got we to gotta give to each other in order to make this happen. And then you get fulfillment. God damn. So that's what the SEAL teams is. And you hear that in all the, all the colloquialism. Fuck, I love this. Right? God damn it, Kenny. Listen, before we get it, this is going to be a non sequitur. Non sequitur or whatever. Real quick, two things I want to talk to you about. One. Yeah. Uh, for like for our average person like ourselves, and you know yep. what's been happening. So let's yep. just say like what happened here in India a couple of weeks ago. Say you're in a situation where there's an active shooter. Say you're yep. in a mall yep. and you're not and you're not packing. What should somebody do when they first hear a gunshot? Because you know, and, and, and if you're not ready for it, sometimes they, it sounds like firecracker. So what yep. will you do for the average person? You're you're inside and you hear what you think are gunshots. What what, would you, what should someone do? First of all, you should always know the entrances and the exits. You should always know cover and concealment. And then um, you, you, you need to try to, again, work together to, to try to get, solve the situation and get out of there. So you need to know the entrances and the exits, right? Get your, get your ass out of the situation. How do, you, how do you train yourself for that? Because your average person, I mean, no, I mean, I do it because I'm always alone and I'm always, I'm, 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 I literally, if you think I'm joking, but I always yeah. think I'm Jason Bourne when I go places. Yeah. And I'm always thinking like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. if something happened, I get it. So as, as I get through life, I, I, I get through it like, like I'm in a movie. So to your average person, if you walk in some place, first thing you should do, look for an exit. Yeah. Look for yeah. an exit. Know your entrances and exits. Know, know cover and concealment. So with how you can hide. And stuff that that rounds can't go through, so you can buy yourself time, right? And then you can also uh, always try to be aware of improvised weapons or have something on you that can be an equalizer. That that would be important, and get educated on on how to to protect yourself and and participate in things like that. So that those are if you have nothing, that's that's all you got is your resourcefulness, right? I mean, I I know it sounds simple here. I just think of people like, you know, seeing this lady get out of her car, is she going to know that if she gets into, yeah. you know, I mean, I just feel bad for people who are caught in a situation, but I think it's a, I think it's a, the question has to be asked nowadays. I mean, do you, do you, do you pack when you, I mean, you pack heat when you go and play, I mean, are you concealed? Yeah, often I do, I have some form of equalizer on. <laughs> and that's where Denzel come in, the equalizer. I'm going to check my watch and kill 30 motherfuckers. The equalizer. <laughs> yeah. You feel okay. me? Denzel getting kind of oh he the equalizer and now, he, he getting kind of slow with it. Hey right? dude, uh, I, I ain't gonna lie. The first one yeah. when he walked through where the Russians were, yeah, and he goes and he gave those guys time, bro, and they start laughing, the and, and he just kind of look. I like how he looked, but hey, Denzel's great. Come on, Denzel's great. No, nah, nah, awesome. I'm joking. But no, that was a, with was Antoine Fuqua, the, the director. Uh, he's the one also. That's why uh, I want to work with Antoine nah, Fuqua. No. Nah. He real made, life, in real life, bro, that was a good movie. I'm just so joking. Great movie. And now you go down on this funky ass floor. There you go, right? See, yeah, I, I gave you, but now you're going to die on this funky ass floor. Denzel, he killed it. Denzel, Denzel's tight. And how about your boy? Uh, I don't know if is he, are you comfortable talking about this or whatever, but you know, but he gave you an endorsement. On, one, one other thing. Yeah. Use your cell phone and communicate if you get in an active shooter situation. Use Find cover phone. concealment, know where the exits are. Use your cell phone, com- communicate. To get help, but go ahead. Okay. How about your boy? Who? How about now, your boy? You, David Goggins. Can you talk about David and your relationship? Because I know hey, I may have talked to this, but we talked about this before, but yeah. it was off air. So yeah, I don't know how yeah, comfortable yeah. you are oh, coming yeah. on air. Yeah, all good. How about him, bro? That that dude lives. That dude lives transcending himself. He never rests on his laurels. The only easy day was yesterday. He genuinely lives that. But how can he go the way he goes? I mean, it, it, does he, will he reach a stage of burnout? And and I mean. I, I, I see him and I get it. I mean, like, I mean, even you said, he goes, man, he's on a whole nother level. He is. But will he reach a level? I mean, will he allow, like, I mean, I don't know his personal life. And if he's watching this, please don't come after me. But like, <laughs> but if he's a, I mean, will he allow himself to have somebody come in? Is he married? I mean, will he allow himself to get married and, and fall in love? Maybe he has a kid. So will uh, a side of him go, okay, now I got to, you know, I got to be a different person because I got a life and whatever. I mean, I don't understand. I don't, I don't know, yeah, though. Will, yeah. he, will he reach a level of burnout? I don't know. There's we 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 celebrate those people that transcend to another level that sacrifice everything. We celebrate them. The Jordans, the you feel me? We we celebrate them because they're rare. They're rarities. So I don't know if it, it, is it sustainable. There's there's literally psychologically, it, it's like the top two or three percent that can sustain that. That's just not a normal normal yeah. thing on the spectrum. He's a one percenter, definitely. Yeah. So that's what I was want to know. I mean, I know, like you say, he's not but a great dude, and I would yeah. love to meet the guy, yeah. but in a way, I'm like, I don't know, because maybe he'll be like, are you ready for a challenge? I'm like, no, not really. He would, I mean, def- he would definitely do that. Bro. Yeah, I'd be like, nah, not really, man, I'm good. You know he, what I mean? He when would I- definitely look at you and be like, you don't stop. 
Because you're tired, you stop. When I say you're done, and you like, stop. When you finish, he's definitely going to say that. And I'm like, nah, I'm good, man. Yeah. I mean, but, cause, yeah, but honestly, yeah. but I do that, but I can, I can motivate myself. Because yeah. I had a wrestling coach that motivated me. Yeah. And like I said, when I'm on those long bike rides and I get in trouble and I start double cramping in both legs and I got to get through it, yeah. I mean, that's what gets me through it. Because I know I have to tap in someplace mentally where I got to get through it. And so I get it if he would say that. But I wouldn't do it because I'm like, ah, I'm good. Because I've been there. So check it out, BT. It's, it, and that's what he's saying. So you bike one way so far, and you're like, damn, I'm cramping. But guess what? You got to make it back. I got to make so it now back. now you got to hit that other gear. Your body. And, and that's your, what I do. Your body says you're done, and those endorphins, come on, bro. We got to keep going. We got to make it back. We ain't got yeah. no choice. So now you're putting in an adverse situation where you got to rise above uh, your, your perceived... Uh, physical limitations and that's what I do I go I know once I after 35 I know my body's gonna be but after 50 after 60 then I know I'm in trouble yeah. so and then that's when I know what I gotta do is I gotta find me uh, you know like I guess it's whatever I get two bottles of Evian and I'll go at the same speed and I just put my head down <laughs> and, I, and I'll eventually like, get home and I know like, that that all my, my plan like I'm in a Tour de France yeah. that's out the window yeah. it's just survival yeah. it's yeah. just get home your goals change as you change. Dude, I'm, I'm not going to lie, man. Never been twice. I've gone on a bike ride so long yeah. that, that the power of my phone went out. That's, yeah. And, that, and I go, okay, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. And it's a hot day. Yeah. And I feel everything. Yeah. And I go, I'm in trouble. Yeah. I said, but I'm going to get through it. Yeah. And I literally just kind of put the water or whatever. And I, and I just go at the same space. Same. Okay, my body's cramping. It's cool. Yeah. I'll yeah. get through it. That's okay, I, I turn the angle out of yeah. my foot. Yeah. You, you shift gear. Little yeah. things. Little so that things. that you're, you're, you you didn't give up on your goal. You keep pushing. You change the path to find your way to your goal. That's what elite people do. So that's on the accomplishment side. So you trying to say I'm elite? You elite, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, listen. I got goddamn it. I got another podcast to get to, man. Yeah. Kenny, big, big, God damn it, man. I mean, we could run it back again and again and again. I'm always learning something. Wyatt, did you want to ask him anything, Wyatt? No, I don't have anything for him. Really? No, I'm good. Uh, right? I mean, now I feel like, don't you feel like you want to go out and do something now? Every time I talk to him. I, hey, bro. Right? I, like, Those I, are the type of people I like to be around, though. I really feel like we should go invade a small country, me and you, Wyatt. I mean, I think we could <laughs> and, and drop basketballs on somebody, whatever. You know what I mean? All right. Not, and, call, not calling you... Not knocking your your knowledge, but I, I can bring the brains. You know what I mean. I can plan it out. Dang, he just bro. called me stupid. Dang, dang, he called me stupid. Bro, <laughs> you're the muscle. Dang, bro. This is muscle. Anyway, <laughs> Kenny, big B guys. If you get a chance, look him up. He's worth. He's got his own website, which is uh, KennyBigB.com. KennyBigBJr.com. KennyBigBJr.com. Yep. His uh, his Instagram is at KillerB. There you go. At KillerB. Trust me, it's worth it. Man, please hit me up. Tell me what you thought of this, because right now I feel like I can literally enter. If the Tour de France was in two weeks, I would enter, and I think I could win it. I, all I had to do is listen to you every day before a race, and I guarantee you I would win that stage. I mean, I'm trying to be like you when I grow up. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to say before we get out of here? No, nah, man, just uh, find something greater than yourself. Be your best. Never fail to be your best. You don't have to be... Give your all, be your best, and contribute that to the people. That's how you get accomplishment and fulfillment. Be your best, find a way to transcend your, your thresholds, your, your perceived limitations, transcend that, and then find a way to get that back to the people. You'll be accomplished, you'll be fulfilled. That's what heroes do. They find something greater than themselves, and then they go kick ass and be about that, win, lose, or fail. Doesn't matter. That's how you live that life, to be elite. God, Just get after it. Woo! Let me tell you, folks, if, if, that, if that don't get chills up and down your spine and make you want to put some sho your tennis shoes on and go out and do something, I don't know what will. I really don't. Kenny, baby, thank you so much, sir. The mind, homie. The honest mind. Let's do that. that let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate right, you. Boy, appreciate I'm VT with Tales for Jim and I. You know what we say about this time. You know the word. Pain. <laughs> God damn. Kenny. Woo. Man, I fucking love you, brother. I 